people in financial trouble can be cybersecurity risks. Take those 800,000 federal employees on furlough or working without pay. Sad to say, some of them pose security risks, some unwitting, some deliberate. Joining me with more on these risks, Aubrey Turner, Director of Identity and Access Management at Optive Security. Aubrey, good to have you on. Thanks, Tom. And what are some of the security risks with people, especially that may still have network access but aren't too happy about their situation? Yeah, so not easy to imagine that if you are under financial duress, right, you are working, not receiving pay, uh, potentially, you know, you are, are, are furloughed. The things that are on your mind, you're concerned about the security of your family and not necessarily the things that, you know, you might be responsible for on a day-to-day basis at your job. So you become a, a target for uh, phishing, spear phishing, uh, and whether, again, you are, you know, a well-meaning insider and just you happen to get spear because, again, your mind is elsewhere, uh, or, as you pointed out, it's something more deliberate where you're willing to sell your credentials because you've got to pay your mortgage, uh, you can imagine, again, very quickly how people under that kind of stress are very susceptible to uh, certainly um, cybersecurity risks and and those kind of threats. Yes, every day you hear about on the fishing front, there's another bank, another donut shop, another food truck offering free services, free products to federal employees on furlough or working without pay. It's easy to imagine, I guess, how a phishing attack could easily get someone to click on a link. Here's your redemption coupon for, you know, a bag of groceries or something. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you're if you're not paying attention, right, we have educational campaigns, right? So your organization may run these training campaigns to, and the ads are very, very clever, right? Uh, even even trained security practitioners, right, if they're not paying attention, could uh, could become susceptible to, to one of these. And again, you put someone in that place or in that position who's got a lot of other things on their mind, and these ads, again, are so sophisticated, you can, again, kind of see how somebody might uh, fall, fall prey to that. Uh, and, you know, without the proper controls to mitigate against those risks, 800,000 people, right, are potential targets. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a significant uh, risk that, that's being faced. Now, a lot of the CIOs are accepted, so they are on the job. And there's been a year-long or a couple-year-long effort for the government to install the DMARC capability to prevent phishing or to mitigate phishing. What should those tech people that are on the job be doing to maybe mitigate the effects of phishing or the, to lower the possibility that phishing emails will get through? Yeah, I, I think for for some of these workers again that are unfortunately furloughed and and being asked to work without pay, one is to temporarily disable their access during the shutdown, right? So if you're not being expected to work, just disable their access. And then there are more risk-based and adaptive solutions out there that can be used to at least give the security practitioners that are working, the folks that are keeping the lights on, a detective uh, or a hint that something may not be right with, with somebody's access. Uh, and then they can sort of hone in on those. And it's, a, again, a combination of uh, preventative detective controls as well as solutions that are in, in place for, for monitoring and that are more risk-based and, and intelligent in terms of how they're 
looking at access, especially during this particular time, right? So we know that there's some unusual circumstances. Those people that are still working that still have access, we need to look at their what they're doing a little bit more closely and look for those anomalous behavior type things and then calling attention to some of those. So those are some of the quick things that I think whoever's keeping the lights on, so to speak, uh, should hopefully have some solutions at their disposal to kind of help them through automation, mitigate some of the risk that, that we're, we're facing at, at this time. We're speaking with Aubrey Turner, Director of Identity and Access Management at Optive Security. And as potential phishing emails come in that have links or maybe attachments, PDFs, and so forth, can those be nowadays pretty much automatically scanned to see if they're malicious, even the links, and maybe they can just be trashed before they reach people's inboxes? Yes, certainly, Tom. There, there are tools and solutions out there to help weed out some of the more obvious phishing attacks. Um, I can't speak enough about ongoing training. Uh, I mentioned earlier that there's there are solutions out there that allow us to test our end-user community on a routine basis and, and see if you fall prey to a phishing attack, right, and kind of have that teachable moment in a safe environment. And so there are, there are technologies out there that are, again, layered to detect some of these very obvious phishing attacks uh, and weed those out so that they never even reach uh, the end users. But of course, they are incredibly sophisticated and there are some that will get through and that's where the end user training and ongoing training comes into play uh, in terms of making people aware uh, of what they're doing. But then I, get, I take it right back to in this particular time, if you're stressed because you know the mortgage and, uh, and tuition and other things are, are due, that, again, puts you at a, at a disadvantage uh, somewhat. I, I do want to call out one particular group of users, though, uh, and I meant to say this before, Tom, is that uh, what happens generally, and I'm going to sort of oversimplify this, right? Somebody gets fished, the attacker gets a, gets a general account. One of the things they want to do is elevate to a more privileged account, and those are some of the users that, those privileged high-risk users, those are some of the ones that we are even more concerned about because they have access to that critical sensitive data that that the attacker wants to exfiltrate. Yeah, they want so, to get to be administrator rights. Exactly, exactly. So we need to even be monitoring and have a little bit more vigilance around those accounts, uh, particularly kind of going back to one of your questions in terms of what are some of the things that we can do. And again, I know these teams are pretty short-staffed, but focusing on those accounts and looking for unusual behavior, right, in those high-risk accounts, those highly privileged accounts, that's something I think that hopefully they can be a little bit more vigilant around and rigor around how those accounts are being monitored. During, and for during those, and for that small percentage of people that might want to deliberately cause mischief in a cyber sense, what should agency staff that's on on the duty again uh, be doing to make sure that that doesn't happen or to to be able to watch for it? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think it's if you have the means to automate the the lockdown or temporary disablement of of those accounts i think certainly that's you know one option if somebody does not need access during the shutdown disable those accounts if you know you become aware of job abandonment during this period of time as well somebody's found you know other employment you know having the means to automate or or again revoke that access i think that's that's certainly key. And depending on the, the tools that you have in your toolbox, right, there are certainly uh, behavioral-based identity tools that, can, that are 
you know, use things like machine learning and artificial intelligence. And, and I don't want to main, I don't want to, to suggest that these tools are super mature, right, at this point. But there are tools that are capable at this point and around very specific use cases that can uh, multiply the efforts of the people that are still sort of manning the ship, right, and can maybe give them visibility into an insider threat, right, somebody who decides to take advantage of the situation and, and do something uh, per- permit, you know, perform some kind of malfeasance or something, right? So monitoring those those accounts, those accounts, excuse me. But again, I think certainly one of the simplest things is just revoking access, um, shutting off access at any throttle points, right? And that could be the, the wireless, you know, certainly wired networks, uh, whatever it is, just disabling the access until these, these people are officially back to work. Start there. That's, that's a pretty simple thing, hopefully, uh, for some of these teams to, uh, to undertake. Aubrey Turner is Director of Identity and Access Management at Optive Security. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at pluralsight.com vision.